in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Van. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers that analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Porsche DeRossi to your Ellen DeGeneres, except we're not a lesbian couple. We are not. We're brothers. That would be illegal (laughs) and weird. And you... I think some, uh, a couple of other steps need to happen before we would be a lesbian couple. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> are you pleased with yourself now? The, the yes. strangest start to the show that we've ever done officially. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, well, Chris, we are done with Hale Bop. That's out of the way. Done. I, Benito. I hurt my brain with that and I needed a, a bit of a detox. Yeah, dude, for sure. No doubt. That was, that was heavy and it got, it got increasingly heavy as we went through the series. And what people don't realize too is that we recorded all four hours of those of that within like a week. Yeah. So it was just it was a lot to do back to back. Yes, it was. And it made me sad yes, inside. But now we have something to make us both happy, Chris. What's that? We are going to be listening to the December twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty two interview that George Norrie did with a man named Cyrus Parsa. Cyrus Parsa, cool name. Yeah, he is the founder of the AI organization and the author of AI, The Plan to Invade Humanity. The AI organization. Now, that that sounds almost credible, Paul. Almost. It's not, but it's almost. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I always now enter with a little bit of skepticism, thanks to you, Paul. It reminds me of the People Fund from Seinfeld. It's just you yes. put words together and then act like it's real. Yes, and then there's something. People helping people. Exactly. But before we get to the gold mine that is Cyrus Parsa talking about how AI is being used by aliens to take over humanity, we must first get to the Coast to Coast AM blog with our good friend Tim Banal. Tim time! So our article for today. Unsettling paranormal activity causes cops in South Africa to abandon police station. They just left. They just said, we're not dealing with this anymore. Somebody else can handle it. See you later. It's too scary. And guns don't do anything against ghosts, Chris. No, that that is true. Now, do tasers do things against ghosts? That's because if I know my, my Pokemon lore, electricity is quite effective against ghosts. Yeah, you always want to use a Pikachu against Ghastly. Right, That's exactly. Fair. Well, let's uh, let's dig in and find out if they taste the ghosts. A police department in South Africa has something of a paranormal problem on its hands, as members of the force say that ghostly activity at the station is so unbearable that they have been forced to abandon the building. See you later, suckers! According to a local media report, the strange case began late last month in the community of Raleila when local law enforcement officers began noticing eerie events unfolding in and around their headquarters at night. What you need to do is get yourself a good priest. (laughs) All these people need a good priest. I don't know what the problem (laughs) is. There's no one listening to our show. Get a priest. Get you a good priest. 
The activity reached a fever pitch this past weekend when the cops at the station became so terrified by what they perceived to be aggressive ghosts that they actually fled the building and drove around the town in their patrol cars until dawn. Is this when we're going to find out it was actually a Indian teen playing a prank on the whole police station, Paul? That would be great if that guy just got kicked out of India and then he came to South Africa to continue. Yeah, he's like, I... (laughs) I ain't finished yet. He's a global nuisance to the community. Yeah. And he, and, and he like really set his sights higher. He's like, I'm going to do a police station this time. It's They'll like, be, catch me oh, if you can, but right. with R- real pranks. skill in this one. Recounting the incident to a local media outlet, one shaken officer declared, quote, what I have seen last night is despicable. While another lamented that our cop shop is invaded by ghosts. What did he see? I don't well, let's find out. The unnerved cops went on to explain that the station is perfectly serene during the daytime, but on cloudy or rainy nights, the ghosts strike. Okay, keep going. I got I gotta know more. (laughs) These attacks, they said, start with an inexplicable wind that blows to the building and shakes the nearby trees. As this is taking place, the cries of unusual wild animals can be heard accompanying the haunting breeze, followed by the lights beginning to flicker shortly thereafter see nah dude see that's when i i would have left too because first of all there's like a dark magic in africa there's a wildness that we've kind of destroyed away with civilization is that what it is (laughs) that's what it is okay now i'm imagining that it sounds like it's windy and rainy and they got scared. That's what I'm getting No, nah, man, this may be a legit ghost. When it's raining and the lights flicker, that happens sometimes during storms. Nah, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Keep going. All right. These chilling visits culminate, the cops report, with the sound of loud footsteps, which they liken to those of an elephant emanating from outside the station, but seemingly with no visible source. As for what the source of the commotion could be, barring some prosaic explanation, it is said that the building was built around several graves, though why the spirits might have suddenly been disturbed is a mystery. Oh, man, dude. Graveyard. But I guess it wouldn't be an indigenous graveyard, would it, Paul? Uh, I don't really have a way of knowing, to be honest, but it could be. I guess it could. Well, I guess it would technically be. It's, and indigenous, it, the the peoples who would be buried there would be indigenous to South Africa. They, they may have still colonized it, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe yeah, it's just these, like that's a great point. Are these white cops or yeah, black a, cops? Which which kind of ghosts are these? Because <laughs> if these were white cops, it's probably a black African ghost. They're probably being haunted for very good reason. Yes, yes, so, dude. That, that's Which true. goes back to our theory that sometimes ghosts are just trying to help. This is this is a, actually a really important detail because that's going to decide which side you come down on, I feel like. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, uh, also uncertain is whether uh, or if the officers in Ralea agreed to return to the station as their desperate measure have come only to light this week. And one imagines their superiors are probably not too thrilled to have learned that they have been abandoning their post. I would love to live in a place that I would describe loud noises as elephant steps. That is kind of cool. It sounded like an elephant was coming down the hall. What? 
an elephant it'll be great well that was our post for today chris next to some housekeeping uh, we have an email address send your thoughts and episode requests to c to c pod at gmail.com that's with the number two it will be in the show notes if you like the show please give us five stars on apple podcasts or spotify apparently spotify makes you listen to it a bit before you uh give us five stars but once you do give us five stars and then smash that subscribe button we drop every thursday and that'll make sure you never miss an episode and thank you to everyone who has shared the tapes we don't go on other podcasts or do anything to promote this this has been purely organic and it's all because of you our listeners we are also going to be doing a Q&A episode so please send in your questions by february 16th I think people just ask us whatever they want, right? Is that the yeah, plan? whatever, whatever what they want, we'll we'll pick the best questions, read them, and listen to you. I figure there's probably people who are like, "Who the hell are these guys?" Yeah, do some riffing. We'll riff on. Yeah, them. we'll riff on the questions you guys ask us. It can be anything, conspiracy, paranormal, or just generally about us. I guess you know, interests, movies, whatever. We're kind of yeah. cultured people a little bit. We are very cultured. A couple of shout outs too. I want to give a shout out to Russell, who just had a baby boy. One of our listeners who wrote in adorable, adorable child. Um, so congrats to Russell. Shout out to AJ from Maine, Waggable and Brendan from Ireland and everyone else who has sent in requests that we haven't gotten to yet. We are definitely getting to them. I got a nice spreadsheet. Uh, so um, we will get those out as soon as we can. We only do an episode a week, folks, so oh, it's gonna, we're going to have a backlog here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, we only move so fast, but we'll we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. All right, so to our episode for today, Chris, from December 27th, 2022, George Norrie's interview with Cyrus Parsa, the man who believes that AI has been created by aliens to take over the human race. And as of right now, dude, I have nothing to say that this man is wrong. Well, we'll find out. We are going to find out what he has to defend this claim, Chris. But before we get there, George Norrie starts off the conversation insinuating, or not even really insinuating, just stating that this guy is responsible for the disclosure that we've seen about UFOs. Is that right? Apparently. Apparently. By the way, we owe you a thanks because I think you may be the one responsible for all this release of UFO information that the government is leaking out. But I think your efforts have gotten that done. Uh, yes. On, on April 24th, uh, 2020, I released AI, The Plan to Invade Humanity, which was a film I shot during lockdown. And I, I tweeted it to the POTUS, CIA, the Pentagon, and a few military heads. The concept was tying in uh, the lockdowns and the virus with a long-term uh, plan or plot by aliens to first partially extinct us, get us to get into wars, and then uh, put us in a hive mind and then replace us with artificial intelligence. That's a little bit of a different take of pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So likely we're going to get taken off YouTube again after this one because he's going to talk a lot about nanobots. But uh, right. that's it. That's what he thinks it was. He thinks COVID was from aliens. From aliens using the artificial intelligence that they've put on our planet to create a pandemic to get us locked down into our houses and get used to forced imprisonment and then also start wars. Yeah, pretty much. It sums it up. That's a busy artificial intelligence. It's a, it's a big one. This is a big conspiracy that this guy has created. 
And on the the hubris too of this guy, because he thinks that he's the reason why there has been some disclosure recently. Because yeah, he we made need a to movie. get we need to get back to that for a second because dude, I thought it was Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two. I'm also on disclosed everything. Yeah, there was mostly Tom DeLonge. I don't know this Cyrus guy. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. Unless you listen to Coast, you don't know who this guy is. I created a movie and sent it to the CIA so you can say I'm pretty much responsible for alien disclosure. Well, here's the thing, though, is that after he made the movie, Chris, the Pentagon confirmed UFOs. Okay, right. UAPs, actually, Paul. Now UAPs. Now UAPs. Because on April 24th, when I launched that, within three days, the Pentagon confirmed that they have had off-war technology land, or they see UFOs and so on. They made a confirmation. And on December 8th, 2020, when I knew um, um, POTUS 45 would not be in, in power any longer, I did a tweet to him specifically, citing this film, AI, The Planet of Humanity, surely did within two weeks. Uh, he put that order in the COVID bill. And then we had our first set of declassifications within six months. Dozens of people have watched my film, George. Dozens! Just wait for it. He he has an estimate for how many people have seen his materials. We'll find oh, out how many people he thinks have seen his shit. I hope it's in the millions. Oh, you'll just wait. Uh, but also, I tweeted at Trump about aliens, and then he put it in the COVID bill, and then we got disclosure, so it's because of me. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Cyrus, for your hard work. You're a, a true man of the people giving us the disclosure we've we've desperately needed. I also love the idea that there have been ufologists for decades pushing for disclosure. And then this guy tweets at Trump one time and then it just happens. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this guy, this guy, Cyrus. Yeah, no, he wants to see about the UFOs. Have you seen this guy's movie? It's incredible. What if Trump actually did watch his movie? It's possible, dude. Who knows <laughs> what Trump is watching during executive time, dude? Uh, Who has yeah. any idea? I assumed it was Fox News and OAN, but maybe he's YouTube surfing. Who knows? Yeah, he's just binging AI the plan to invade humanity. That, that would have been great. So here's the thing. Cyrus has a really fun backstory that we cannot leave out. So naturally, George has to ask him, how'd you get into this? How did you get into this? All right. Well, in the year 2000, I was in the mountains of China. Uh, I had maybe a, a good 16 hours straight of doing martial arts. Tired was on a clifftop watching the sky, and I saw hundreds of UFOs go by very, very fast. And I'm 100% sure at least a few of them were actual flying saucers. I, I sat down, uh, Googled, you know, uh, China and UFOs, and then a time interview by um, the founder of the founder, Ms. Ms. Master Li Hongzhi, came up. And in that time interview, he stated that aliens are already here, they come and go really fast with their ships, and then their plot is to replace the, the human race in the future. And one of their methods is cloning. So that was very interesting. <laughs> I I was on top of a mountain in China doing martial arts for 16 hours. All right, you see, I'm a little bit of a badass. 
and I was uh, doing my karate training on a the highest peaks of of Han China when a fleet of UFOs came, and that's when I said, "Wait a minute, artificial intelligence." This man is the Steven Seagal of ufologists. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I cannot, dude. I love when we get the karate aspect into our conspiracy and paranormal, dude. It just always brings joy to my heart. That was the last thing I was expecting to hear. Of like, hey, how'd you get into UFOs? Well, I was doing karate on a mountain in China, and then I saw hundreds of UFOs. George, I'm a bit of a badass. You want to see a picture of him? Absolutely. Please. It's going to be exactly what you think. <laughs> so you can go to godstudios.com that's we're gonna website. put in the show notes we're gonna put this in the show notes for sure chris but what this you man is decked out in leather straddling a motorcycle looking like a total b-a-m-f dude <laughs> this is a guy He's Steven Seagal. <laughs> He's Steven Seagal. You're right. You're totally right. He is the Steven Seagal of ufology. I'm so glad that I had not actually heard this guy before. He's been on like eight times and apparently I keep missing it. Uh, but I'm so glad that I found him. <laughs> he brought joy to my day. That dude is definitely named Cyrus. I yeah. don't know if you've ever watched the trailer park boys, but there is literally a character named Cyrus and it is that guy. I haven't seen it, but I'll, I'll have to check it out now incroyable okay anyways let's go all right so not only is this guy a master karate expert who sees ufos all the time in china but he also has met with pentagon officials chris oh yeah dude high up high high officials so that was very interesting and i sat down with with people that were working with the pentagon and one particular gentleman i sat down with he um he had an observatory for more than three decades funded by the pentagon and he worked on uh, force field technology, reverse engineering the crafts that were that were landing here the past few decades. Mm -hmm. the Pentagon. And he showed me an array of pictures um, of gray aliens and ghost aliens, and they were the exact replica of what Master Li Hong just said in this time interview. And these two people hadn't spoken, so that got me in really deep from from the 2000 experience in China. And then sitting down with these guys. So here's the thing. I actually don't doubt that Pentagon officials actually meet with these people sometimes. Do you think that a Pentagon official met with Cyrus Parsa? In the manner in which that it's like a limited hangout, that it's kind of like a honeypot a little bit, and that they're they're trying to best spread false information. And the best way to get false information out into this realm and for it to spread quickly is to go to one of the nodes, which would be somebody like Cyrus. What short straw do you think you would have to draw to have to meet with Cyrus and give him misinformation? I feel like you wouldn't want that gig. I imagine I actually disagree. I imagine that there are especially they're essentially the PR firms of the deep state the people who want the and pr is press relations but people 
who want to do psychological operations. I don't know if you follow like the uh, TikTok soldier girl, like Lujan or whatever, but like she is a U.S. Army psychological operation to get people interested in joining the army. I, I don't know who that is, but I don't know. I just she, feel she's supposed like... to make all the dudes thirsty. Yeah, I just feel like the talking to Cyrus Parson job isn't as fun. But again, I imagine that there is kind of a weird sycophant that loves doing this stuff. Just like, I want to troll this ufologist uh, and right. like pictures I downloaded off the internet of a gray right. alien. And, and totally gets their rocks off by seeing something online later being like, I gave that guy this information. Well, here's the thing. We'll we'll get into a few of them. Cyrus tends to vastly overstate everything on this interview. So I'm just I'm at the point after listening to the whole thing that I think he's completely full of it in every way. But we'll we'll You're see. You're telling what you think me you done. can't trust a man who dresses all in leather. Well, that was actually a plus for him, but there were just <laughs> more minuses. <laughs> so here's one of the things he did, Chris. He actually predicted COVID before it happened. Did he really? Apparently. And what's interesting about that book, George, it talks about a virus coming out from a lab out in China, mm-hmm. left, left liberals and conservatives being pushed against each other to fight, and then it talks about mandated vaccines with nanoparticles. Unbelievable. <laughs> and this is April 24, 2020, before anyone knew anything. <laughs> Did he actually write this book? He wrote a book. I can't see what's in it. And I'm not going to pay $23 on Amazon to download it. <laughs> Whoa, here's the $23. Thing. Here's My the thing. Lord, he Cyrus. published this on April 24th, 2020. That's after COVID. That's after the lockdown happened. <laughs> COVID- I totally called it about two months later. Totally like, said everyone was going to get COVID. I called it. So like COVID was already out in January of 2020. That was when we figured out that it was occurring. But the vaccines, Paul. I guess he called he, the vaccines. He called that there were going to be vaccines. Yes. I guess that was a really difficult one. He did call I, the nanoparticles. So that's something. He did call the nanoparticles. He called that. You are right about that. Dude, we are definitely going to have to talk to YouTube. <laughs> we're we're going to get screwed on this one, dude. <laughs> we're gonna we're getting all the flags. Yeah, for sure. We're getting all the flags. You can't say nanoparticle anymore. All right, so here's the thing. All right, so so we got these nanoparticles, right? We got we got all this nonsense happening. So all of it's because of the aliens, right? Right. So what are their plans? What are they doing? What what, what their master plan is to to take us over or to get rid of us? What are they going to do? So uh, if you read the 1999 Time interview by Master Leonger, he says that the human body is the most perfect in the universe. And that these aliens came here and they see these human bodies that can live for a very long time, and they want to use technology to harness it. Their bodies are very different, so they want to have our human bodies. So humans are the most perfect vessels of creation. Apparently, and not only are we perfect, but we live a really long time compared to Grace. Oh, really? So grays yeah. live like 30 years or something? I guess so. I mean, it must be enough of a difference that they want our bodies. Right. Wow. That's nice, I guess. That is a really nice feeling, though, because I feel like a lot of times whenever you talk to a ufologist about their alien lore, it's like these creatures are so much more advanced than us. Right. But to say, actually, we're in a pretty sweet state and they're jealous. That's that's right. Well, we definitely got hype on them as well. 
that's probably what they're insecure about their height dude yeah do you think they wish they had noses too instead of slits probably right yeah so maybe there's a couple of things where they're like these bodies are upgrades noses and ears noses ears uh and and really a much more attractive aura just in general i feel mm-hmm. like yeah angelic in a way go humans we're, go we're team humans. human yeah team human team human yeah here's the thing chris when he released this information he freaked out the government because they were taking it very seriously of course and i elaborate on it and i explain it in a thousand different ways and i tied it into the virus and the lockdown and it spooked the pentagon and <laughs> at the they thought there was an invasion right there happening <laughs> And that's not what I was saying, but it sure did scare them. <laughs> and then they, they start declassifying our UFO files. So this book, um, it, it, it's better than the film because you can sit there, you can read, um, you can look at each image, and it includes a lot of our big tech companies. Well. And they, they actually go together, though. I caused the whole military to go into high alert, George, because of my book. The hubris of this man. It's This is incredible. He does believe pretty highly of himself and we've seen that a couple of times i mean we just heard about a couple of uh folks who thought they were jesus and god in human form so mm-hmm. i guess he's a little bit a little bit more down to earth than that yeah yeah i mean yeah he doesn't think he's god but he does think that him releasing a book in a movie it like puts the pentagon on high alert we almost started a world war, George. So cl- we were right there, dude, right there. But luckily, we we leaned back at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the interesting thing too about him is that the majority of ufologists or those who study UFOs, they usually talk about how the the UFOs and the aliens are mainly benevolent, right? Right. But from this guy's perspective, they're evil. They're all coming out to get us. I don't know. I feel like we've actually heard more people say that there's a lot more evil and bad aliens out there than good aliens well a lot of times they'll be like a bad alien race like reptilians from outer space or the mantis uh species yeah ant people yeah there's but there's always like the good races right it's usually like the tall whites which still feel like that's kind of racist the nordics yeah that that type of stuff that there are good guys that kind of have our back a lot of times, but it's this a guy, big universe. It's a big, big universe. There's going to be good aliens and there's going to be bad aliens, and they're crawling all over Earth. They're all over the place. But to to Cyrus's point, he thinks they're all bad. He doesn't think there are any good UFOs. There's there. not one good alien species. I, not that he mentions. He talks about all the UFOs here being really bad and they want to hurt us. So this guy's kind of a xenophobe. A little bit, actually. Hmm report them yeah well we got to uh we got to tell someone about that now here's the other thing this plan has been going on for a very long time chris had like to have. a century this has been happening that's it yeah that's not that long well that's a decent amount of time <laughs> to invade us taking 100 years that's a long time it's a long invasion it's a long it's a slow slow but, play but hey dude the british and french did it so not really that long in galactic years that's true so let's hear his explanation about why it is taking so long and i came up so i figured out why it's long term just think about it people really don't understand okay if they're invading how come it's taking 100 years i realized because they're in a different time space so we're here a hundred years will go by 
but maybe in their time space, two days or three days will go by. So if they come here with a craft, land a few of their crafts here, and then sort of influence our, uh, our society, and if it goes 100 years, by the time our big tech people build our, our 5G and 6G infrastructure and bring in robots and machines and then we get locked down, it's easier for them to take over. Paul, I start to, I, I would hate to start poking holes. Oh, don't. But it's to, it's to help the lore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. We're, just, we're just here to help the lore. Yeah. He makes a claim that the aliens are, they want our longevity. They want our, the years that we have compared to themselves, but yet their time moves slower. Two days could be months or years for the aliens. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. That like doesn't make any sense. They're living so much longer than us. Right. A hundred percent. And so you know why it, would they yeah. want our bodies? You're right. That this, this has completely broken down already. We're yeah. like a third of the way in. Um, man, that is a bad, bad piece of lore. He needs to work on that. Dude. That's a hole. That's a hole in the lore. It's a giant plot hole. The, the reason behind all of this is the aliens want our bodies, but they live way longer than us, but they live way, way longer than us. So that doesn't make sense. The other thing that I was thinking about though, is that this also feels like the explanation of why the Bible says it took seven days to make earth was like, yes. to God. It's, yes. you know, a day is like a million billion years for us. Right. So I think it kind of stole it from there. But you're right. It doesn't make any sense with with why the invasion's occurring. Sorry, Cyrus. Well, he goes he actually goes in more here about how they want our bodies. So this is going to be more problematic. Right. He means the creator and then the the, the the angels below him that govern the cycle of souls coming into a body will not mandate a soul into a cloned body. So if human beings clone other human beings, that that no longer mandates a soul to come in. And in that sense, these aliens can transfer their consciousness to those bodies. And I show this in this book, AI, The Plan to Invade Humanity. And I don't really hate any of that lore, dude. That's actually, uh, that's all right stuff. I, I'm skeptical whether or not a clone would have a soul as well. What's interesting is it's the inverse of Heaven's Gate because Heaven's Gate wanted to port their bodies into an alien clone, but he's right. saying the aliens actually want our bodies and they want to port into yes. those clones. Yeah. But like you were saying, if they live for so long, why would they want our longevity? Why would they want to move into a human clone? Right. It does, uh, that that was he broke that one that mm -hmm. was a that was a broken lore piece mm -hmm. that he needs to fix so cyrus give us a call we got some ideas about how you can kind of wrap that that lore up well, that's what we're here for is actually to fix these conspiracies yes. we're, yeah we're we're Making the sound better for these cranks Making um them better here's the other thing i was thinking about because what he's saying is that the aliens are using like 5G and nanobots to control the minds of humans. And they're like putting that all in on earth and kind of letting it stew until they're ready to come in and like have us make clones and they'll take over the clone bodies and all that good stuff. Why can't they just take our DNA and make their own clones? Why do they need us to, why are they messing with earth at all? If all they want is clone bodies. That's another great point. That's another great point. They have interstellar travel 
but haven't figured out basic genetics. Yeah, but need us to do that? We're why? Yeah. Just abduct a handful of people, grab our DNA, and make your clones. You don't need us. We're like decades away from figuring out how to increase our longevity, and they haven't figured this out yet? These Dude, these greys are dumb. I don't know how they got these. They're traveling across the universe to get another 40 years? And, you know, the only thing I can think of is this: if this is like a Stargate situation where there's all these ancients that died off or went somewhere... And then another race picked up all their technology. They don't know how it works. That's the only other thing I can think of. I don't right. know why this would be a thing. Yeah. They're essentially primitive beings that like just stumble upon incredible works of of intelligent design. Yeah. The only solution here. That that hey dude, that's a pretty good story right there. Here's the thing. They a civilization like that would destroy themselves probably before they would ever be able to actually truly leave oh immediately immediately yeah. they would they would click a button on the spaceship and like a nuclear explosion would go off yeah exactly you know that's exactly. what would go down yeah so a lot of this chris is coming to him through uh through his meditation though i've been in the meditative arts for over 20 years and so you know i have a I have a, deg- a degree like normal people. I've, I have a security background and so on, and a martial arts background. But I developed a, a lot of, cl- you would say, clairvoyant abilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And these clairvoyant abilities allowed me to see ghosts, allowed me to sense and see aliens and other things. You've seen so, some. Uh, yeah, I've seen. Oh, I've seen so many ghosts and so many aliens. Because he's clever. Not only is he a master martial artist, but he's also a master meditator. Master. <laughs> is, Would he? Is he also a master baiter? <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> Dude, and we're about to go into some weird stories about like his history and and these weird powers that he has. It hasn't so, been weird yet. <laughs> that was the normal part. We're getting to the weird part. Now. <laughs> If you thought it was weird, hold on to your horses. Yeah, we got a we got a couple clips about um the the things that he's seen, and I'm I'm not necessarily buying it. So let's go into the first story of aliens that he saw. The first one I the first time I saw it, it was in the year two thousand eight. I was two thousand seven. I was in the mountains of New Zealand, about I would say five no six thousand feet up. And uh, it had black eyes, and uh, it could see in the dark. And uh, it, it stared me down for a good five minutes, and uh, I went out of way. Was it like one of those alien grays that we've seen? No, it looked human. Aha, okay. So, Paul, we didn't give this enough uh, credence that it was really due deserve because you've We've heard word of these people, but you have you've kept us away from them for the most part. This is somebody who has just like gotten all this information through ESP. Uh, most of it, yeah. He so he, he has a couple claims. Number one is it's ESP. He also gets it through his super secret confidential government sources, and then number three, I guess, 
is he has created his own technology that the government and Google don't even have. Those are the two things, the two examples he uses is the government and Google don't even have this technology. And I use that technology to source this information. So he's got a, a, a trifold mm -hmm. system to siphon in all this information to him. Yeah. This guy, this guy's got some stuff here, dude. I, you told me it was getting weird. I'm liking this. Now, here's the thing, though. Number one, this guy's apparently always on a mountain. I love how he tells you how many feet above sea level he was. Yeah. And then World what he traveler, too. Yeah. Holy cow. What he just described was I was on a mountain and I saw someone that looked like a human and it was dark and their eyes were black and then they walked away. That sounds like he just saw someone else. Right. He saw another person on the trail. And he was just like, that's an alien. There's That's what... definitely an alien. What about that is an alien? I No. It looked like a human. Okay, so what made you think it was an alien? Because I knew it was an alien. My my other favorite thing is that when he says it's a human, George Norris' response is, ah, that makes sense. Yes. It's like, no, he just saw a person on a trail. Do you think George is even paying attention half the time? No, not at all. Not at all. Dude, sometimes he'll ask the same question he's asked before. Sometimes he'll ask a question that someone just answered. Like, he's not paying attention. He's not paying attention He's at half all. awake. Yeah. All right, so here's another great thing that he does is, you know, I said he's like Steven Seagal. He's also a little bit like Mac from Always Sunny. Okay. <laughs> because. Yeah, because he's such a badass. He's such a badass. And he also does psychic optical pat-downs, apparently. <laughs> no. No. You can say supernormal abilities, clairvoyance abilities. I'm giving examples. So I've done maybe 500. I've, I've secured over 500 um, buildings and uh, venues in North America, from New York to Las Vegas to many different places. And I harness a lot of abilities, martial art abilities. So if I go to 50, 50 stories up um, in a Las Vegas building and I'm inside the building, if I zoom down and I see someone outside the building walking on the street half a mile away from 50 stories down, I can not only hear the guy's footsteps, I can sense his skeleton and inside his organs. From 50 and, stories away? Wow. Yes. And even, um, well, it got much more powerful um, in, uh, recently. It sounds like Cyrus should be like a part of the boys or yeah, something honestly. like that. Yeah. Right. What is it? Vought Corporation. Yeah. The the superhero show on uh, Amazon, if, if folks don't know what that is. But yeah, he, he very much should be. He's he's securing buildings by psychically scanning everyone that walks by it. That's impressive, because I imagine some of those casinos have thousands of people within them. And he, who is hiring him for this? Because he said he's done this for 500 buildings. Oh, my God, dude. Did he steal that from X-Men? Isn't that Professor Xavier? He goes into like that dome and puts the head helmet on and he can like read the whole entire world. Dude, that's it's really similar to X-Men, actually. <laughs> You're right. That's X-Men, dude. That's Professor X. Now, Professor X, he can read thoughts while doing it. And this guy apparently can only sense your organs, whatever that means. Ugh. I don't know what that does. Ugh. And he can hear your skeleton. Like, what is this helpful to him? I can sense your organs. 
This guy could not be fun to talk to at a bar. No. <laughs> I, I can hear your liver. I can... Your liver is tingling. Now, he goes a little more into his CIA work, too. And I, I did enjoy how how much he worked with the deep state, dude. It's kind of impressive. He has a good CV. This guy would be incredibly helpful to the deep state. Well, I did work um, with the CIA covert ops director a few months prior to that for, well, starting, I worked with him starting uh, March 2019 on this issue, and I gave him a final report in July 2019 stating that China threatens the world with AI and bioweapons. I gave this narrative to the, covert, the former covert ops director, basically the guy who handles black ops and, and in a sense is more powerful than the CIA director because he's the guy behind the scenes. I told the covert ops director that he needed to pee because I could see it in his kidneys. And and he's actually a bigger deal than the CIA director because like he's the covert guy. So the, and, the director. And I said, sir, I'm sensing you need to pee bad. And the director said, I do need to pee bad. And so that's pretty much how I got the job. That's why I was saying I don't believe anything this guy says now. Everything he's saying is so ridiculous. After having Professor Courtney Brown for so long, it's just like this dude isn't even trying. Yeah, Courtney Brown at least was grounded. Yeah, like doctor some pictures for us or something, dude. Come on. And that's, I don't know what happened to the conspiracy world, but I feel like so much of it is this now. And it right. used to be like, hey, we got a blurry photograph of Bigfoot. I'm like, hell yeah. And then now we got this guy saying, I'm doing like kung fu on top of a mountain, hanging out with aliens. I'm like, what? what is going on? I have a super duper search engine that even Google doesn't have. I'm buying it. It's <laughs> super it. duper. Well, not only that, but he also is the guy who first told Trump about COVID. So I sat down with President Trump's close, close friend. And I sat down with him for a second meeting. Put my phone's away. And I said to him, hey, um, so I'm going to tell you how President Trump and the world's in danger. Um, in about roughly six months, an invisible weapon is going to come out. And the world's going to get hit. And that right before the election, it's going to it's going to go through President Trump and his entire White House, and they won't know they ha- they've got hit by it. And it'll move from one person to another, and they won't know it. And it'll hit him just in the last minute. It'll knock him out. And he's like, "What kind of technology is this?" Like, you were talking about COVID, weren't you? Yes. Yes, I didn't know that's what I was talking about, but it ended up being exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, Donald Trump's closest friends. And he's telling them about COVID six months before COVID happens. That's What's the over under that was Mike Lindell? Actually, you know, probably was Mike Lindell. <laughs> what is the over under? It was Mike Lindell. That's I can the almost, my yeah. that's the my pillow guy. If you didn't know, I could if if this happened for real, it was Mike Lindell. I'm yeah. positive. Uh, if if yes, if there is any validity to this story, I almost guarantee you it was Mike Lindell. I want Mike Lindell to come out and say that he did meet with uh, with Cyrus. That would be great. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And then they're like, he did. He totally told me about COVID. Well, and a lot of what he talks about, too, is how the whole plan was like lockdown and wars and like, you know, training us to be like controlled. But we're not in lockdowns anymore. So I guess it didn't work. Yeah, it was. Well, this is just this was a first try. Oh, it was beta. This is to this is 
this was a first attempt. We we learned a lot of really good lessons the elites did. They got us used to being on lockdown. Now what? the second time we go on lockdown, it's going to be a whole lot easier to keep us locked down and for much, much longer. So here's my thing on that. Like outside of conspiracy, right? If we had another lockdown, I don't think anyone would do it. I think Nobody so, would do it. Everyone hated it. And they're like, this sucked. By the end, everyone stopped doing it. Like Everybody got COVID anyways. Yeah, we'd all be like, screw it. I'll get sick. <laughs> like, I don't think yeah. anyone's willing to go back to that, man. I feel like this was used a lot by conspiracists. And I just, I don't think that it tracks with human behavior. I think everyone's exhausted by that. With that, shit, Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, nobody wants to do this. And it didn't do anything anyways. Everyone still got sick. <laughs> yeah. Everyone got sick. Plenty of people still died. And all they did was make us super, super angry. And now we have populism. I think that was happening before that, actually. I'm not going to blame COVID for that. I'm blaming COVID. That was on the rise of more COVID. Um, Listen, I'm pro-populism, so I'm happy that, you know, the the fire's getting stoked. Well, and here's the thing, you know, Cyrus also loves people, right? He's a people person. And that's why he's trying to save the world. A man who wears that much leather loves people. He does for sure. I know, not not that I believe, I know once I get this movie out, if I get it out within the next year, um, the way I would express it and the way I've coded it uh, and the script that I have, it's futuristic. It will actually alter the global um, geopolitical climate and help your families. Is it going to be like a documentary or an actual movie movie? No, it's actual movie. Um, I created a company called God Studios. Yeah. And it's godstudios.com. And I, I, I can do something that'll change the global politics and save probably over 100 million people from either starvation, uh, wars, or, or even loss of jobs and different things. Because well, where do people get the book, by the way? You know, so I was saying yeah. he was less egotistical than our uh, Heaven's Gates folks, but he calls his studio God Studio. And he's going to save hundreds of millions of people through his movie. You know what, though? Here's the thing. At almost 8 billion people, a a, a couple hundred million is a rounding error. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing, too. If we're talking billions, he also claims that 2 billion people read his last book. Wow. 2 billion. He says that. He's living off those... off those royalties? Yeah. Have you ever heard of them? Because I think we we must be hanging out with the other six billion. Right. Yeah. The the six billion that didn't read this book. Yeah. We missed it. Yeah. He's cocky, dude. He's cocky. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's get into the nitty gritty of it, right? So let's get to some callers. So we haven't done callers in a long time. No. Let's get a caller in. So we got a caller who's curious. You know, he just said that he's going to save hundreds of millions of people. How's that going to work? Um, your your guest um, is saying that he is doing this to try to save people, save families. Mm-hmm. And how does he intend that what he's writing is going to allow us to save ourselves from these alien invaders? All right. Fair enough question. Uh, because everything that's happening to us is from our choices. From the famines, from the fights, from the economy, um, from uh, the social media wars, from the mandates and everything else. It comes from human decisions of free will and lack of knowledge and being manipulated by these aliens. 
so my my exposure my, by making this movie, I can alter people's perceptions. If you look at when I first came out with there's a virus or there's going to be a bioweapon, I had to ease it in because the human brain couldn't couldn't take it. I'm a hundred percent. I don't want to scare people. But I'll just say it. I think you already have. <laughs> 300 million to a couple of billion people, 99.9% are not going to make it. There's a lot to comment on that clip there, Paul. The first one I want to comment on, though, is can you imagine if our grandmother listened to Coast to Coast <laughs> AM? I cannot do that. would be terrifying. That lady sounds like she was 80 years old at yeah. least. Yeah. You got to take away the radio at that point. If you find grandma listening to coast, you're like, nah, grandma, you, you've lost privileges. <laughs> no way, dude. I'm having, I'm giving grandma a telephone and putting it on speed dial, dude. So just call that it was in. That's a good dude. question because she's kind of calling him out a little bit. Well, and here's basically what his answer was is like, he's Coney 2012. I'm building awareness. Right. Like, what is that right. going to do versus aliens who have nanobots yeah. in our body? And look how successful Coney 2020 or 2012 or whatever 20 it was, worthless movement that was. Yeah, they, they got him, right? And everything's better. Yeah. I just know it did literally nothing. But yeah, um, yeah it's like building awareness. It does not function as a way of solving a problem. Right. But that's always going to save hundreds of millions of people. Well, tell that to the left in America. Next up, Chris, we have a caller who gets impressive with the number of conspiracies that he brings up at once. Let's go. You know, I've been following all this stuff, the uh, vaccine and whatnot, and it just seems like uh, between all that and uh, what you got, uh, you know, the government's uh, manipulating the weather with harp and uh, all these aluminum and sulfur that are dropping down. You know, it's supposed to be to, to prevent global warming, but all that's fallen to the earth and then, you know, it's getting in the ecosystem. I've noticed over the years how the butterflies and bees and whatnot have just about been depleted. I don't know, depopulate. You know, you got Bill Gates and uh, what's the guy, Klaus Schwab with the World Economic Forum, and they're all talking about, you know, vaccines and sterilizing and abortion. And all right, and well, let's, let's get Cyrus's take on some of this. Is <laughs> that man mentioned everything that man had everything and here's the thing right some of them are legitimate questions like wh which one which one <laughs> name one of those that's legitimate <laughs> he brought up he brought up chemtrails dropping aluminum in the soil to kill off bees to cause depopulation and then he'll okay <laughs> so first of all i will say there has been a noticeable decrease in the number of insects that are generally out in the world. Yeah, I believe that's mainly pollution and global warming. But the other thing he also brings up is harp, which is the giant like radio thing up which in Canada. Which is true. The Chinese control their weather all the time. Nobody says anything about it. Nobody says anything about the crazy conspiracy of the Chinese making it rain all the time. What are you talking about? They do it, dude. They do cloud seeding. Oh, cloud seeding. Okay. Because this guy's talking about harp using radio signals to control the weather. Well, again, like this is why I think our podcast is so important because this is a man who's directionally right. And he's gotten some of the specifics off and it makes you go down a crazy road. It's like when Marshall Applebaum changes the lore a little bit 
you end in suicide just a few years later. I don't know what was right about any of that, but you don't think Charles Schwab and the World Economic Forum and all that's a little sketchy? No, I think it's sketchy. I don't think they're depopulating the earth. So, Chris, I told you his methodology for getting this information, right? So let's hear directly from him about how he does it. Did you do this with your psychic ability, Cyrus, or some inside information? So one of it was inside information. I used surveillance in China. I used my military intelligence. And then I used my technology I developed that near the Pentagon Google has. And then I used my, uh, you know, uh, geopolitical skills. But to put the ice on the cake or the cake on the ice, uh, my my psychic ability is that no no one in the Pentagon and CIA can even come close to. I'm one of the out of eight billion people that are humans. I'm the only one who got this right. Wow! Out of eight billion people, George, I'm the only one who knew what he was talking about. Those are the words of a man that wears a lot of leather. That's a leather. That's a leather daddy. If I've ever heard one. I am the most impressive human on earth, George. Worship me, George. Worship me. Well, that is the story of Cyrus Parsa. Weirdly, he never explains how they're using AI. I'm still confused by it. He says that AI isn't natural and that they're using it to take over humanity. But I don't know how. No artificial intelligence was really discussed that whole entire time. And I thought that's what we were going to discuss. I, well, when I clicked on it, that's what I thought we were going to talk about. And he brings up his book, AI, The Plan to Invade Humanity, but never discusses what's in it. Never discusses what's uh, in the book. I guess he you had a lot of it. other things to talk about, Paul. He had to talk about the karate and the mountain climbing and how he's such a badass psychic. And aliens that look just like humans that he saw, but he knows they're definitely aliens. Right. These are all very important things to cover. Yes. Well, Chris, on a scale of one to five uh, strange men doing karate on top of a mountain in China, how many of those do you give this guy? I'm going to give it one strange karate man. And Paul, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to paraphrase the Joker in the Dark Knight. This radio show deserves a better class of swindler. This is a bad swindler. This is not a good swindler. Somebody real. I mean, the grifting that this man is doing is not even good. It's trashy grift. And it's like the lore isn't that great. There were a couple of good things to talk about. For the most part, it was trash. Found holes in it all over the place. Then it's just him beefing up his ego the rest of the time. And that sucks too, dude. I want a humble conspiracy theorist. I want a humble paranormal expert. I want Jason the horse to tell me about other kins. And I want that person to believe what they're saying. I don't think this guy believes anything he's saying. Yeah. So anyways, it's a one. One for I, me. I, I think that's fair. I'm also going to give him a one for the same reason. It's mostly about how great he is. Yeah. And how he's the best psychic on earth. He's the only person on earth who got anything right. And uh, he also works with the CIA, the Pentagon, Donald Trump, apparently. Like, right. it's just ridiculous. It's just like everything and anything this guy has done or did or knows how to do. Yeah. 
and right. he has better technology than Google. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Some of it you don't even need to say. And that's what I'm also curious about, too, is like as Nori is talking to him, Nori actually is building him up because right. he, he starts off like, oh, I think you're the reason behind the Pentagon's right. disclosure. So why are you telling this man that? And everything that Nori would say that would like kind of boost his ego, he just immediately agrees with and then builds. He yes ands Nori like stroking his ego constantly. Well, and it's so funny because with our previous series about Heaven's Gate, we talk about how culpable, not culpable, that's probably a stronger language than I want to put in, but that we were disappointed in how art handles Professor Brown and the companion behind Heaven's Gate. And here's George just like letting this dude run roughshod, saying ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And we don't even really consider it because this is what the show has become. Yeah. You can just go on and spout nonsense and and this, you know, George is not going to and to be fair, uh, there's other hosts that don't really push back either. Mm-hmm. And that's what conspiracy needs right now is somebody to push back. Yeah, and that's that's is like George never pushes back on anything unless you say the the moon's not real. If you say the moon's right. not real, he is triggered because right. he definitely met an astronaut. Right, but who went on the moon. Yeah, but then also, I think it's just like you have to hurt his ego in some way because that's a big thing for him is that he knows astronauts. So that's how you piss off George. But besides that, nothing really gets pushed back. You don't get How do you actually know this? Like, you have technology better than the Pentagon. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Just describe it a little bit for us. How'd you make that? You you didn't study computer science or computer engineering. It's just because I'm the best ever in the whole entire world, Paul. Yeah. That's why I could do it. Well, that is all for this week. We'll be back more next week with an episode from Art Bell where conspiracy was a little less silly. So looking forward to that. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.